Hey everyone, this is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about 401k beneficiary rules. So unfortunately, anyone who has a 401k knows it's kind of gruesome, but ultimately, God willing, we all live to 120, but at some point, we're going to move on to a different place, hopefully a better place. But it's important that you plan and make sure that your 401k properly gets allocated to the right people upon your death. So beneficiary rules are pretty simple. The most important thing to understand is there's basically two sets of rules for spousals and then non-spousal beneficiaries. So the way it works generally in the case of a 401k is you complete a beneficiary form when you sign up for a 401k plan. And generally you'll have the opportunity to select a primary beneficiary. Most of the time it's a spouse and then a secondary or contingent beneficiary, which will be generally other family members. Could be friends, could even be charities, but generally the contingent beneficiary would only kick in if the primary beneficiary is no longer alive. You can also put trusts, for example. Now, if you are in a common law property state like Arizona, California, Idaho, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, Wisconsin, and you want to leave your 401k to a non-spouse as a primary, you're going to need their consent. Okay, generally on that form, your spouse, if you live in a common law property state, will have to sign as well in order for you to allocate your 401k to another individual or even a trust as a primary beneficiary. But in most cases, you're going to put your spouse as a primary beneficiary. Now, generally what happens, God forbid you pass, this, your spouse will get those funds tax-free. Now, in most cases, your spouse is not going to work at the same business you work at. So what will happen is because you passed, there's a triggering event in the plan. And thus, those funds could pass tax-free to an IRA that your spouse will open in his or her name. So unlike an IRA where in some cases, the spouse, the surviving spouse will just keep the IRA in the decedent spouse's name for, for another reason, just being kind of lazy. Um, and a 401k generally won't work because unless both spouses work for the same business, it's generally not going to be possible. You're going to want to get it out and put it into an IRA in your name. Now, what happens is once someone passes and they have a 401k, generally you'll be notified. You want to make sure, and it's very important, I actually did a video about this, that you update your beneficiary. You should look at it every year. And definitely if you have a change in marital status or a change in a family situation that's somewhat relevant to your beneficiary form, you need to update it. Because in some cases, the beneficiary form can trump the will. Um, it may not work in common law property states because technically the surviving spouse could argue that the transfer by the beneficiary form is not 
legitimate because it wasn't consented to by the spouse. But in non-common law property states, there is definitely a claim that the beneficiary form uh, prevails. And I've actually seen it. I've been in some litigation in this context and it's not pretty. It gets really messy. So my suggestion, my tip, update the beneficiary form. Take a look at it every year. Keep a copy somewhere safe with your will. Even though your employer or plan administrator will also have a copy, you should keep one as well and you want to keep it somewhere safe. And this way, when there is, uh, God forbid, a uh, death and um, there's now a transfer of assets, it's clear your spouse, your surviving spouse knows where those funds are. He or she can contact the employer or your employer will contact your surviving spouse based off the beneficiary form. And then the surviving spouse will open up an IRA in his or her name. The funds will be transferred tax-free from the 401k to the IRA, and then the surviving spouse has the funds in his or her name and can do as they wish. If it's a Roth 401k, the funds will pass tax-free to a Roth IRA. If it's a pre-tax 401k, the funds will pass tax-free to a pre-tax IRA in the name of the surviving spouse. If you're in a situation where you're not married or we're in a situation where there's a contingent beneficiary because the primary beneficiary is no longer alive, then in a setting where there's a non-spousal beneficiary, i.e. child, sibling, aunt, uncle, cousin, friend, then under the new beneficiary rules, as per the SECURE Act passed in December of 2019, the beneficiary will have 10 years to take the funds out. Now, it doesn't have to be pro rata. doesn't have to be one a little bit every year. It could be all at the end or all in the beginning or spread out but it needs to be distributed in full by the 10th year. Now, if the contingent beneficiary is a minor, there is some exception where you can spread those distributions out a little bit longer. But in most cases, if the money from a 401k is going to a non-spouse, what will happen is the non-spouse will open a inherited IRA in his or her name or in the name of a trust. And then that individual will have 10 years to take those funds out as a distribution. If it's a traditional IRA, it's going to be taxable upon uh, distribution. And if it's a Roth, as long as the IRA holder is over the age of 59 and a half, the Roth's been open five years, there will be no taxable distributions within the 10 year period. So it's important to keep in mind the stretch IRA, which was pretty popular before the passing of the SECURE Act in December 2019 is no longer law. So you can't stretch out those distributions longer than 10 years. There's an exception again, if the beneficiary is under the age of 18, but in most cases where the non-spousal beneficiary is over the age of 18, it's a 10 year rule. So again, just to summarize, 401k, check your beneficiary forms, update that form if there is a change in marital status or a somewhat of a relevant change in your family structure. Now, keep the form somewhere safe, okay? Because you're gonna to wanna to make sure your surviving spouse or your beneficiaries know what or where the form is. I also encourage you to talk to your beneficiaries. Let them know that, hey, you are the primary beneficiary of this 401k. So FYI, if I do pass, this is something you're going to need to be aware of. Make sure the form is held close to your will. Now. Again, if you are in a common law property state and you don't want to leave the 401k 
to your spouse as a primary beneficiary, you're going to need to get their consent. If you do not live in a common law property state, you technically can leave a non-spouse, the 401k, as a primary beneficiary. If you do pass, the beneficiary will generally move the funds into his or her name. If it's a spouse, it will just transfer tax-free. If it's a non-spouse, it's an inherited IRA, 10-year spend period to take the funds out in full. If it's a spouse, there is no limitation, except once that spouse hits 72, they have to start taking required minimum distributions based off a of life expectancy table, which is longer than your 10-year table. Now, when you do pass away, your 401k is part of your estate, even though it does pass tax-free to a spouse. Generally, in 2021, we all have a unified credit of approximately $11.7 million. So if you do pass it to a spouse, it's not even included in your unified credit. So you can technically leave anything you want to a spouse. It does not trigger estate tax. It's only when it goes to a non-spouse that the estate tax and that unified credit kicks in. Not that most of us have uh, more than $11.7 million in assets, but anyone who's listening or watching out there, just an FYI, if you pass it to a spouse, it's not even a part of your unified credit and you can pass everything tax-free to your spouse. In the case of a 401k, the funds will go into an IRA in the spouse's name. If it's a non-spouse, it will be an inherited IRA with a 10-year distribution period. So that's it. It's pretty simple, the rules. Uh, the only thing to consider is just spouse versus non-spouse. But the most important thing, if you're taking anything away from this podcast is update your beneficiary form. Also make sure that you keep it somewhere safe and definitely talk to your spouse or whoever your primary beneficiary will be. Make sure they're aware of the 401k assets because generally they do grow because they grow without tax, right? That's the power of deferral and they become substantial in a lot of cases because you can put away 19,500 or 26,000 if you're over 50. Uh, it's in 2021 and the numbers have been you know, over 14,000 for the last 10 years. So you do that for 10, 15 years with growth, the way the markets have been over the last couple of years, you're going to have a decent amount of money in there. So real money that your spouse or your primary beneficiary will definitely you know, want to know about. So definitely communicate, uh, keep the beneficiary form close to your will updated if necessary, especially if there's a change in marital status or a change in your family structure. And basically, if you do pass, know that you pass in peace and your primary beneficiary will know what to do. It's pretty simple in the case of a 401k, generally almost all cases, unless it's a solo 401k where you have two spouses in the same plan and the business will remain operational and thus the 401k funds could stay in that plan and just move to the spouse's sub account. But for everyone else who works uh, for larger employers, it's very rare that you're gonna have both spouses in the plan. Most cases, you don't wanna keep the funds in the 401k because you'll have better investment options in an IRA and, and also cheaper, in most cases, investment options. So the general game plan is you open an IRA in the surviving spouse's name, the rollover is tax-free, pre-tax or Roth, depending on the character of the funds, the non-spouse inherited IRA 10-year distribution period. There you go. So hopefully now you're pretty aware and fully understand how the 401k distribution rules work. Wasn't that painful? I think I explained everything in about 10 or 11 minutes. So 
you should be good. Now just need to stay alive, live to 120, have a great life, save, 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 so you can enjoy your retirement, your golden years, and um, watch your money grow without tax. And that's, to me, the best part of this. And, and the beauty of the retirement system is patience and trust in the process, because as you get older, you're going to see your money work for you and you're going to see the fruits of all your labor and all the savings you've done because your money will start reaching that tipping point where it starts really making a difference and you can really see the incredible growth that has developed over the years because of compounding returns and tax-free growth. So thanks again for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you as well. Definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ira Financial. If you're listening at Spotify or Apple or SoundCloud or wherever you're picking up this podcast, thank you. Give us a subscribe. This is one of the three weekly video, uh, podcasts I do. I also do five videos, but I do ad bits and obviously Adam Talks and Ad Mail for if you're interested in just kind of interesting questions on self-directed topics, Ad Mail's awesome. And obviously Adam Talks if you want to get a really interesting tax attorney's take on, uh, I think, very interesting and current events in the retirement investment tax and alternative asset world. Uh, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Otherwise, um, thanks again for listening and talk to everyone again next week. Take care.